0: another episode of Chris Reed's book. Welcome back to this week's episode. Well, welcome to this week's episode, I guess. Unless you'd restart it. In that case, welcome back. So, I am Chris Pullman. This is Chris Reed's book... This is my podcast where I read to you chapters, parts, out of my first novel, Mr. Deceit* From Earth to Mars. This is, in fact, the 27th and last new episode of where I read out of Mr. Deceit*, because uh, I will finish reading the book, this episode. Uh, in the coming weeks, I'm going to finish re-recording some of the original, uh, some of the first episodes out of this podcast, so if you can't tell why they would need to be re-recorded, then you are probably listening to them in the future, after I re-recorded them, Hello, future people. After I'm done with that, I am going to start in recording chapters from the sequel to this book, uh, the working title is Chaos is Zenith, but I'm going to get a, a better sounding title, a more descriptive title, as soon as I can. In the meantime, this week I'll be reading the last of the appendix material, the last of the source material that James Hall used for his college paper, A Hero's Report and this is also going to help set up the main character in the next book. So, why don't we jump right into it. First up we have the insurrection. Some good points. This is a newspaper article. 7 August 2425. Once again, we find ourselves celebrating another exile day. It is a poignant holiday especially here on Mars, one filled both with pomp and finery. This day, of course, we celebrate the anniversary of the Terran Defense Forces, TDF's, exile here to Mars. The irony is clear, though. They were exiled so Earth could go on living, and yet their exile made it possible for humans to live on Mars. They, in fact, paved the way for the later colonization of Mars. Please do not mistake this article as an apologia for the TDF the charges against them are known to every school-aged child no this is rather an article pleading the reader to relook at history was the TDF the root cause of the war of noble cause the war of insurrection without a doubt but they nonetheless had a positive impact on human society for the last 375 plus years many of the initial medical advances on which our current knowledge base has been built, were made during the time of the Pax TDF. It was during this same time that a reinvestment in spaceflight brought about humanity's ability to seriously look at the moon, that is, Earth's moon called Luna, as a second home. It is what made possible the profitable mining of near-Earth and near-Martian asteroids for minerals which itself sparked its own renaissance in materials production. Without the TDF and its influence on humanity, we would not be where we are today. That does not make up for what they did in the past. It does not. Will history ever vindicate the TDF? Probably not. Still, on this day, when we remember their exile, we must also recall their contributions to humanity's future. The article was unsigned. And finally, Polecat messages. This is a collection of emails from Tommy Brewer to his family. August twelfth, twenty forty five. Dear Mom and Dad, I had a second before we had to get moving again. My unit's been called to border security. I don't quite understand why they're mobilizing us regulars when the elites are still at a hundred percent, but I suppose ours is not to question why. Anyway, glad to hear that the furnace repair wasn't too major. Do me a favor, since I won't be around this year when the garden's ready to be picked. Freeze some beans for me. Hope to see you soon. Tommy October 24th, 2045 Dear Mom and Dad, Your boy is okay. Chaos' forces did breach through the TDF lines today, but it was further southeast along the border than where I am. Fighting was still rough by us. Our lieutenant is an elite by the name of Montgomery. An import from England. Monty, as we call him, earned our respect today. Cass's forces came rushing the line in waves. There'd be Monty, standing tall, screaming encouragement at us, He's, even as he told us to keep your bloody fingers on the triggers and keep your fucking heads down A man's absolutely crazy. Standing up there like that, bullets and plasma bolts whizzing past me, just casually sidestep it all. Every so often, he'd call over to us, Tommy, swing your gun, telling us left or right by degrees. Every time we'd swing it, just as an advance would hit the spot. It's eerie to be so constantly be ready for the enemy. As to Emily, I'm still making time to write to her. I don't think I'll be sharing every detail with her, as I do you two, though. Please do keep writing. It means a lot to hear from you both. Love Tommy. April 13th, 2046. Mom and Dad, I don't want you two to panic. I'm sure it's on the news by now. Chaos started in on a major offensive and is pushing north. Monty tells us he waited so long not only to build his forces, but also to wait out the Midwestern winter. In ways, I'm sad that we we're retreating into spring. Would have been nice to see the sort of snow they get in the Midwest. Anyway, we're in full retreat. My company is being pulled far back from the advance. As I understand it, we're to help set up a solid defense pretty far north. Maybe even as far north as Chicago. No official word yet. All I know is that we had our sector under control, as I've been saying. No doubt due to Monty, now a first lieutenant. And then these troop transports come squealing up. A captain hops out and tells us we're pulling back. Monty swings up his weapon, clicks it to three-round, and yells out to Sparks to raise command. Monty looks out for us always. I appreciate you keeping in touch with Emily. I know she isn't your favorite of the girlfriends I've had, but she's awfully special to me. take care. Tommy. May 4th, 2046. Mom and Dad, your son made it through the night. I understand Scott Gellert was out here covering the battle. Wish I could have seen the footage. It was a tough battle, to be sure, but but we made it. The thing that had us all a bit down right now is that Monty's back at command facing court-martial. That leaves First Sergeant Colt back here in charge. He's worried as the rest of us. See, once the major fighting was over, we were ordered to advance. Monty must have smelled something, because he just told our platoon to hold. Within a minute, the first building went off, just just off to our right. The way we understand it, that blast took out half of Able Company in one move. Monty had us dig in, the other platoon leaders doing likewise. He kept us safe, and now he's being punished for it. We're hoping it turns out alright. Mom, Dad, if you could please talk to Emily. In your last few emails to me, she keeps saying that that she's going to join up, get into the fight. There's enough of us here now especially after last night. We really took it to them. See if you can't talk some sense into her. I just don't want her getting in harm's way. Love, Tommy. May 3rd, 2047. Mom and Dad. Hard to believe it's been a year already since Chicago. Three buildings going as well as can be expected. It's amazing to see people camped out at Soldier Field, Rayleigh Field, U.S. cellular field. To see so many people still without a place to go, still homeless, is just... It's unreal. A trend I'm not terribly happy about is how we're beginning to be called baby killers and butchers. It's not our fault that Chaos' forces are made up of so many young people. They are young, though. I've seen someone battle who looked no more than 13 Jake's age. It's hard, but Gosh, when they're running at you, barrel leveled, bullets flying? But hey, on the positive side, I've been promoted to sergeant, even given a squad. It's been difficult commanding people who are almost twice my age. Monty, though, keeps telling me every time I mention it that age doesn't matter. Only luck and leadership do. A few days ago, Eric Pullman and his command company left Chicagoland for the East. Apparently they're shifting vehicles and materiel to the ports in the east so it can be sent overseas to Europe. Transport planes would have been quicker, but deuce-and-a-haves don't always fit on planes the best. I haven't talked to Emily in a while, either. In her last email, she said that she had been deployed to a unit around Arkansas, but with TDF forces there regaining some ground. Haven't heard from her in a couple of weeks, though. Do let me know if her parents hear from her. Love, Tommy. July 5th, 2047. Mom and Dad, I know it's a day late, but happy 4th of July. We got to see a pretty good fireworks display here at Plymouth. I don't know if I mentioned yet, but it's so so exciting to be here. This is the base where it all started. This is where Atmo began. Me and a few of my buddies were wandering around yesterday on Liberty. Isn't much to Plymouth itself, but it was still fun. We made our way over to the county fairgrounds. As I understand it, they're on what used to be an older U.S. Army base here. Anyway, while messing around there, we came upon this huge cement slab off to one side of the animal buildings. On it was a sign reading Restricted, No Entry. It was so odd. The slab of cement was so big that there was no way you could get past it anyway. And besides, what could possibly be underneath the fairgrounds? Have Emily's folks heard anything from her yet? The talk is that my battalion's being moved down to southern Illinois to help try and push and retake Arkansas later this month. Take care. Give my love to Jake. Tommy. August 14th, 2047. Mom and Dad, we're heavy into it now. Ever since Eric Pullman's win at Thermopylae back in May, Generals Pullman and Tao have been having all TDF forces on the offensive in a big way. We were waiting at base for the last two weeks, but finally began pushing yesterday. This is our first break in eight hours. Intelligence thinks we'll start running into heavier resistance the further south and west we push through Arkansas. The way Chaos is retreating his forces makes it almost seem like the end's within sight. Glad to hear Jake's looking forward to high school this year. Hopefully it'll actually still run. Last I heard before leaving Chicago was that they were still trying to figure out where to have school for a lot of people. Anyway, might be a while until I get a chance to write again. Take care. Love, Tommy. September 11, 2047. Mom and Dad, I'm sure you'll hear soon enough, but I wanted you to be ready. I, I didn't want Emily's parents to be the first to tell you. The thing is, Emily's dead. I know this to be absolutely true. I wish it didn't. And it weren't. God knew no, I wish it weren't. The reason I know that she's dead is that I killed her. We, we were attacking a chaos out base on the Oklahoma Texas border today garrison, for whatever reason, preempted our attack. Out comes this crowd of people. Suddenly, a freeze. A whole platoon. I recognized all of them. They were all from back home. Emily's company. They returned. Our people started going down. Cass's forces seemed to be under a spell of bloodlust and on a bonsai attack, and, and here's Emily charging right for me. And my training snapped on, and I, I swung up my rifle and I, and I just started squeezing the trigger. You always hear about how time slows down. But I can remember every detail. I, I kept getting closer and closer and I don't know how they got so close. Suddenly I'm out of ammo and there's Emily in front of me, a bayonet in hand. She must have run out during the charge. I could see she got hit several times and the wounds, wounds were flowing blood and she seemed not to notice. I was screaming at her, trying to hold her at bay, and she just kept fighting. Around me, I heard someone say no. Let him do it. She was starting to get the better of me. I didn't want to do it. Here was an enemy fighter trying to kill me. I let go of her non-knife hand. She started cracking me across the jaw, and I... Grabbed onto one of her bullet wounds and just dug into my thumb, clamping down as hard as I could. She gasped and I rolled over on top of her, and I landed my knee in her abdomen. I regrasped her knife hand, and. <laughs> it was quiet all around me. I shoved once, twice. I heard someone falling like a baby. He wouldn't stop. <laughs> I felt hands on my shoulders, on my arms. And I didn't understand at first. Someone shoved Emily's bayonet through her heart. She just. She lay there. That ponytail of hers splayed to one side. Her eyes, those beautiful green eyes of hers, just staring empty out of her face. She just laid there dead. The guy was still crying. He was screaming her name along with no, no, And it all rushed back to me. I had done it. I was crying. I was screaming. It took me off the line. Back at base. The psychiatrist came in and talked to me for a while. He asked me if I knew what I had done. I nodded. I knew. I knew. It was me crying out there. Oh god, I knew. I'd killed my fiance. Her unit had been captured shortly after being deployed. It had been twisted and turned, made into part of Chaos's black pant. I killed her. And I didn't want you to find out from her folks. (sighs) Keeping me back at base for a couple of days, and putting me back on the line. It's my request. I'm not repressing anything that I do know. I'd rather be out there with my buddies. Helping them. The docs agree. It's probably the best thing right now... ...being among comrades and friends. God, this war has been... ...such a horrifyingly exhilarating adventure until now. It's always been someone else's city... ...someone else's home... ...someone else's brother... ...and sister... ...girlfriend... ...being killed... ...not anymore... I'm beginning to hate this war. (laughs) Please, so keep your spirits up for my sake. I'll be okay. Tommy. December 20, 2047. Mom and Dad, thanks for sending up the Christmas gifts. I hadn't opened them yet. All of us in the company are saving our presents until Christmas Day. We've made sure that everyone will be getting something, so that no one feels left out. South Texas isn't such a bad place for Christmas, it kinda reminds me of home. We've been steadily pushing southward, but for the next week my company is offline for a little R&R back at base. It's a totally different war these days. When we started on this campaign, it was still civil, as much as a war can be. Either our side or theirs retreated after battle. Now, though, we've been forced to massacre every Chaos troop that's sent against us. It's like they're driven some by, by some inner demons. It's a total self-destruction. Not just the Black Band either. All of them. They all have the same wild expression on their face as Emily did. <laughs> Total self-disregard. I've made Staff Sergeant. I don't really take it as a good thing, though. Even though we're still managing to hold the line against Chaos' forces, we're, we're still losing good people. Cracks are starting to show. Reinforcements or replacements are coming slower. Part of the reason, Monty tells me, is that America is largely assumed to be a loss for Chaos that he and so the TDF are now focusing their efforts over in Eurasia and around the Mediterranean. I don't know if we'll be redeployed over there, but we'd be just as happy if we weren't. Love, Tommy. May 3, 2048. Mom and Dad. We got new orders today. I'm being sent over to Europe to help there. It's actually been a little fun, our time in Mexico these last few weeks. As you know from the news, TDF forces landed in South America last month. They've been pushing north fairly steadily. It's felt we have the Americas under fair control. Monty, for his part, is complaining. Says he grew up in Europe and has been enjoying seeing the rest of the world. But we just go where we're told. By the way... After one rather nasty spat a few weeks ago, Monty was bumped to captain and company CO. We're all really happy to have him there. Though we're sad to lose our old skipper. I understand not too long ago some chaos forces apparently raided a TDF airbase up in Wisconsin. I hear that we even managed to capture for a while one of their infiltrators. I guess it's a little victories at times. <laughs> not much else to say right now. I'm glad to hear that Jake's looking forward to college. Once this whole mess is over, maybe he and I can be college roommates. (laughs) Probably not. We've already lived together too long to survive a year in the same room. Take care. Tommy. June 10, 2048. Mom and Dad. It's weird. The fighting over here is completely different. We're being told that there is a change in Chaos's forces. That much is obvious. They say that it's deeper, though. How the change goes to the core of the Chaos Trooper. That's something basic to who and what they are has changed. I don't know about all that, but they're retreating again instead of constantly bonsai attacking. It's not doing a lot for casualty figures, but it has done something for morale. The feeling is there now that Some of us at least could make it out alive. Public opinion of us keeps heading south, though. I understand that casualty figures are mounting in a big way. Our battalion was consolidated from six companies to three. My company has been very fortunate. Part of that, I think, came from leaders, but I just don't understand where such a host of negativity is coming from these days. Please, it means a lot to us up at the front. Stay positive about all of this. Take care. Tommy. August 12, 2048. Mom and Dad. It's been a little over three years now since my unit was called up. Yesterday I saw something that is simply horrific. After Chicago and its brutality, the bonsai attacks of the previous months, this is still horrible. We came into a town today somewhere in France. It had simply been burned to cinders. A few people were sifting through the rubble, fairly young people. They started cursing us out as we approached. Monty went over and started talking with them. They said that Chaos's forces had come through two days prior, rounded everyone up, grabbed who they could, and then... God, then burned the rest in the town's school gymnasium. These few had been in the hills above the town when it happened, had looked on helplessly. They were cursing us for not being there to help. We are the Terran Defense Force, and they are, after all, Terran. This is more widespread than just this one town. I understand why people hate us. We're doing our best over here. It just feels like it may not be enough. Our battalion was consolidated with another this week. Between the two of us, we have five companies worth of troops. All I can say is that, as far as troopers go, I hope chaos is getting as desperate as we are. Take care. Tommy. November 25, 2048. Mom and Dad. Happy Turkey Day. We're in a field camp these days, so the cook did his best for us. Shredded turkey on a shingle. It wasn't bad. Things have been quieting down here since our last August push. Our three companies haven't seen much in the way of losses over the past few months, which, which is good. We hear that there could be a major shift in the fighting soon. After three years out here, though, I'll believe it when I see it. One change I can attest to is the need for increased security company was tapped for extra base security. Despite being located away from major cities, people are going out of their way to come out to the base and harass us. When I had some time, I visited the sites you had forwarded me. It's absolute crap what they're saying about us out there. We don't care. We aren't trying anymore. Worse, this was our fault? I just don't understand where all this is coming from. I've seen some anti-TDF sentiment grow over the last three years, but it just seems to be exploding now. All I can think is that someone is intentionally running a PR campaign against us. Hey, tell Jake to keep his head up. Maybe remind him that I struggled through Algebra 2 as well. If that doesn't work, remind him that he always was smarter than his older brother and so can't be doing as bad as he thinks. I keep telling him that on Facebook but it keeps acting like algebra's harder today than it was when I had it. (sighs) Anyway, thanks for your continued support. Love, Tommy. January 20th, 2049. Mom and Dad, are you alright? I can't believe that Emily's Emily's dad would do such a thing. What in God's name would possess the man to set fire to the car, let alone with all of you in it? We're out here fighting for freedom, for everything back home. And then there's this. Tell Mr. Schmidt if you see him again, then he's lucky I'm not home. I've done my best to make amends with them for Emily. And this is a repayment? (sighs) As to the front lines here, the shift we were told to expect has finally come. In fact, all Chaos Resistance is just simply seem to fall away. It's incredible. All the chaos units we knew about are gone. I've got to say it's quite a relief for us. Last week our already hybrid battalion was again consolidated. Four companies out of what had one time been five battalions. Four companies out of a division. Who could have guessed two years ago that Chicago would be seen as the good old days for our division? We're soldiering on, so to speak, in the hope that this means the war will be over soon. Who knows? If it doesn't end soon, though, I feel like there won't be anyone left to fight it. There's still fight left, after all, in Chaos's forces over in East Asia and Australia. Love, Tommy. April twelfth, twenty forty-nine. Mom and Dad, I'm heading home. <laughs> I'm really heading home. The war's over. Oh, James and Meng defeated Chaos today. The war's over. Monty, ever the pragmatist, is telling us to keep it together, but after almost four years online, we can't help but celebrate. You'd better tell Jake to stop using my room as a closet, because I plan on being home in plenty of time for Memorial Day. Love Tommy. June 20. 2049. Mom and Dad, they're still holding us on base back here in Wisconsin. It's crazy what's going on these days. We won! Why are we being treated like a defeated army? We're still doing our best to help rebuild, though up here at Plymouth there was blessedly little in the way of destruction. A bit from the small raid on the airbase, but no more. The public sentiment we're hearing these days. The TDF is meant to protect the people in here people are decrying it as a radical, hate-mongering organization that antagonizes war for its own gains. Where were these people when the call came for recruits? Where were they when the government asked for help in its defense? And further, where is the government we help to protect? It seems to be shunning our very existence. Take care. Hope to see you soon. Tommy. August 21, 2049. Mom and Dad, after working as a supply company these last few months, getting, pushing, and transporting goods from our defense to base, I honestly think I miss combat. We aren't being told where all this stuff is going, but the supplies are right for setting up whole new communities. Instacrete walls, moisture traps, generators, everything you'd need. Have you heard the rumors about the government setting up tribunals to put people from the war on trial? I don't know who they're able to put up on charges. of well, chaos is a leader, dead and gone. No one's left. Are they going to try ashes in an attempt to mollify the people? On a personal note, Monty may be the best combat CEO of all time, but his logistical abilities suck. <laughs> Thanks to helping Dad with the orders and stocking for the gas station, I've been able to step up and help Monty. Having been without a company for a sergeant for a while now, for helping him, he got me promoted. With the company the way in size it is these days, it doesn't actually mean that much. It still perked me up a bit when I heard it, though. Also, glad to hear Jake got into calc. I told you he was sharp. Love, Tommy. October 4, 2049. Mom and Dad, I'm just as shocked as both of you. They're putting up TDF leaders on war charges? What sort of BS is this? This is beyond the pale. All I can say is whoever's whipping the public into the frenzy needed to exert this sort of pressure on the government is doing one heck of a job. Up here in Wisconsin, we're not getting any of that. There are a few crazes around, but for the most part, the people around here get it. They're still supportive of us and grateful for what we did, for our sacrifices. Speaking of, I'd seen the latest casualty figures for the war. I know I'd said it before, but I'll say it again. Thank God for good officers. My company is still over 50% original troopers. We made it through this comparatively unscathed. I'm positive that me and my original platoon, as well as the company, all that to Monty. Hopefully all this war crime stuff will blow over and they can get back to rebuilding. Love, Tommy. December 28, 2049. Mom and Dad, I've got to tell you, being a supply sergeant in Wisconsin in winter is making me long for the warm days of combat. I'm told that This is the worst winter Wisconsin's had in decades. Glad it saved it for me. As I said a few days ago, though, it was something else to see on Christmas Day, that gentle powder falling. Made your heart glow. I'm starting to process orders for who knows what. Supplies are coming in and being packed as tight as they can. There's so much getting sent here now buddy of mine down in Ohio at the airbase there said they'd started getting space requests but labeled eyes only. He's simply following orders, signing off on space. There's a lot of fairly huge equipment being delivered and stacked around the Midwest these days. Also fair to tell you that while I don't exactly... hadn't exactly just met her, me and a sergeant from Baker Company have started becoming an item. You know, I feel a little guilty at times. But remind myself that Emily's gone. and I have to keep on living. If anything comes of it, I'll let you know. Love, Tommy. May 24, 2050. Mom and Dad, I don't like what I've been hearing around the base. We've been getting lots of transfers of personnel lately. Tanya from Baker says... That she's heard all TDF forces will be getting orders for Plymouth soon. We completed an inventory of our supplies today. It's enough to start a substantial settlement somewhere. We have enough foodstuffs and miscellaneous supplies to last 40,000 people a couple of years. It all feeds into the scuttlebutt that the tribunals are going to find against the TDF. It's hard to imagine how they could. We were following the government's orders. I understand that Eric Pullman himself has finally been brought to Nuremberg. Maybe he'll be able to help talk some sense into all the politicians there. By the way, yes, Tanya and I are getting along very well. She's actually from Green Bay, Wisconsin. So weird. If it hadn't been for this war, I probably would never have even met her. (laughs) I'll let you know if I need help with a ring. Love, Tommy. July 7, 2050. Mom and Dad, we just heard the news here about the Proclamation Exile, or whatever they're calling it. This is just unreal. Anyone who is a card-carrying member of the TDF is going to be put off-planet? And worse yet is that it sounds like this was decided for us. Did our commanders at the top level even try? I mean, there's got to be a way around this, I I've been going through all my contacts today. Some haven't gotten back to me yet, so there's still hope. Realistically, though, it sounds like I'm going to be shipped out in a big way and soon. 30 days! I checked with Monty, and orders from the top are no furloughs, no liberty passes out of fear for public reprisals. If I can't find a way out of this, it means I won't be able to see any of you before I have to leave. All TDF bases are on lockdown, only official personnel in, and worse yet, I've, I've seen orders today. They bring everyone, all TDF regulars and elites, here for departure. They were planning this for us. God, Eric, Eric was planning this for us all along, that's, that's why the supplies, 40,000 for a few years, try the 15,000 of us that's left for a decade, they knew. If I hear anything different, I'll let you know immediately. Love, Tommy. July 13, 2050. Mom and Dad. We're loading the spaceships with the Instacrete shelters today, as well as the terraforming equipment. It's going to be a tight fit, so I'm going along to oversee it personally. Eric Pullman arrived here a few days ago. He's dispatching an extra guard to go with us to the spaceport. Melinda Christopher, who's in charge there, assured me that Eric was just being overly cautious. Tanya's heading security at the port for the moment, and after all my checking, I haven't found a way out of this. i While not saying goodbye just yet, I'm letting you know that I'm going to have to. After the last of the terraforming equipment is loaded, I'll shoot you guys another email to set up a Skype conversation. That way you can meet Tanya and we can say goodbye don't worry about me I'll be okay Atmo knows what it's doing I've got a lot of really smart people I guess Jake can keep all of his crap in my room after all anyways talk to you soon love Tommy and that's it that is the end of the book Thank you for playing along with me all these weeks, all these episodes. Thank you for subscribing, for downloading, for sharing this with a friend, a family member, a coworker, an enemy. You know, that's fine too. If you've enjoyed the all of these podcasts, or if this is your first one, go ahead, head on over to narclaninc.com, N A R C L A N I N C.com, slash Chris Reed's book. There I'll have a link out to my Facebook page, to my Twitter account. That way you can stay up to date on everything that's happening with me as an author and also with all the new episodes that I do post from Chris Reed's book. If you enjoy the podcast, head over to iTunes, head over to your favorite podcast app, search for Chris Reed's book or simply Chris Pullman, and subscribe. That way you'll get every new episode downloaded automatically. If you don't do the podcast thing, but you are enjoying this episode and you want the rest of them, go over to Chris slash book. All the raw MP3s of the podcast are available over there. You can download them, put them onto your MP3 player, listen to them while you're riding the bike, out for a walk, out for a run, driving to work, at work, whatever works for you. If you have a comment that you want to send to me about the podcast, you know, um, questions, technical issues, whatever you can email me at chrisreadsbook at com. That'll come right to me, and I'll do my best to answer every email that comes in. In the meantime, uh, next week I'll be recording or re-recording some of the episodes that need it. and probably doing that for another few weeks, and I'll be starting to edit uh, the second book so I can get that out there. I'm looking forward to the sequel to this. I hope you are too stay in touch. I think it's going to be an exciting time coming up here as I start to send out query letters to agents and uh, get my second book rolling. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.